yeah, so you're true. saying about this three-way, four-way. Yeah, well, three-way and then Nate Diaz has McGregor on the side. But Nate Diaz seems to be calling everyone out. So obviously, Ben Askren has now said he's going to... He said Jake Paul can box. Um, he does suck at boxing. Um, but he said to Nate Diaz, if people think Nate Diaz will beat him in MMA, they're idiots. And that he would go back into the USADA testing pool, come out of retirement to face Nate Diaz for his last fight, is what he said in one of his tweets. So that's quite interesting. I don't think Nate would take, I don't know if he'd take that fight, but. Well, depending, I mean, his contract to the UFC is coming close to, uh, to expiration, isn't it? And they want to get rid of him or so. I don't know if they want to get rid of him. I just don't think, I think he's going to ask for a crazy amount of money and they won't, they won't give him the money. Well, you, you say then, you know, you could be right because there's the entertainment factor. Is he still as entertaining as he was before? Uh, does he still wow the crowd? You know, both him and his brother, Nick, they've got that cult following for some reason. Even when they lose a fight, people still cheer for them and they'll boo the winner. So um, they probably, they can ask, but I'm not sure. I mean, I've heard that the date that the Diaz brothers are needle movers. So in that respect, I would have thought that, um, yeah, they might get what they're asking for. But I mean, it depends on the circumstance. I mean, does Dana White and his um, group of cronies, do they believe that um, Nick Diaz is worth the money he's going to be asking for? Yeah, it depends on them. I think he is. I think behind McGregor, it's uh, Diaz and then maybe Masvidal, who are the top top three. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe could be Kobe and Usman could be up there. Well, that's them together. But they're the top three that if you put them against anyone, it's gonna draw. Like so, they're the kind of A side as you'd call it. You know. Um, so, like, they, they could get it back, but I think he's going to look for ridiculous amounts of money. I think he might, if he got the chance, I think he might box Jake Paul um, mm. because he probably sees how much money can potentially be made there. Um, granted, if uh, Jake Paul comes through his next fight, which is against Tommy Fury, which is against a proper boxer, which is something you've been waiting for for a while, you and see, it's not too far away. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's less than a month away now. And I watched the press conference between... All four of them, Tyson Fury was there, Mr. Fury was there, Tommy Fury was there, and then via video link, the uh, Jake Paul was there. I've said his name. I've said his name. So hopefully uh, anyone's listening to this or watching this on YouTube, don't switch off, please, okay? So I said, um, no, no, I said, but I was watching that press conference, and I think the person who was most riled up the most, that really, Jake Paul really got under their skin, was Tommy and Tyson's dad. Mr. Fury, God, he said, if you lose, I mean, he said something along the lines of, if your girlfriend was here, I'll do her in front of everybody. And I'm sure I heard the hush. Uh, <laughs> um, I know exactly what he said, because I've seen yeah. it about 10 times in the past 10 minutes before we got on. It was, if you lose, I'm going to bend your girlfriend over and do her like a dog. And even Tommy looked kind of, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, look, this fight, I think, is the one true fight that, for so far, it's my opinion that, depending on how it goes, whichever way, I mean, it'll be a true test for Jake Paul. 
And even Tommy Fury was saying a lot of the things that I've been saying, a lot of the things that I've been thinking, I'm sure you've been thinking, many other people may have shared the same opinion also, that for this guy, this isn't really you know, a career. He doesn't have an amateur background like many others do. I have an amateur background. It's something I want to do. It's my passion. It's my career. I believe in this. It's something that, you know, it's in my blood. I want to do this, not for the fame or for even for the money, but because it's something I love doing. Uh, for Drake Paul, he said he, this is just another avenue for attention-seeking. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that f- for Drake Paul, this fight, again, will be a true test. And um, I also have the underlying feeling that is he going to pull out at the last minute? I don't think so. I really don't think so, but anything could happen. But I don't think he will. I think he's going to fight him. Like you said, this will be a true test. If he beats him, would you say he's a good boxer then? Yeah, but Tommy Fury is a boxer. He's a, he's a professional boxer. I know. But will you say he's a good boxer then if he beats Tommy Fury? Not, you... ju- not, not, not just yet. Not just yet because... That's just one professional boxer. There's many others. After Tommy Fury, what about Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury could step in. After Tyson Fury, and I may get a lot of backlash from me called an idiot for saying this. As many, even those who I think are now retired, um, Amir Khan, he can come out. He, he could come out of retirement and, bo- and still um, and still compete against um, Jake Paul. He's still young. What about 34, 35? So he. That's not another possible matchup if Amir Khan wants that, and if the um, the organizers want that to happen. But uh, no, I w- I, not just yet, no, because I still see this guy as an attention seeking person. Why was he wearing sunglasses in that press conference? Was a, but sure, a lot of other fighters do. Tyce, uh, Tyron Woodley wore sunglasses when they had their face to face. Yeah, but Tyron Wood- Woodley, uh, maybe not in boxing, Tyron Woodley is an established figure of combat sports as far as mixed martial arts is concerned. So everybody knows what he, what he's capable of. Tyron Woodley, as far as I'm concerned, in my own opinion, Tyron Woodley isn't someone who does what he's doing. That is mixed martial arts, even though he's retired. As far as I'm concerned, he doesn't do it for the attention. He does it because he likes the sport. He does it because he loves the sport. He believes in it. Not only now, okay, he's retired, but... He's not doing it for the attention side of things. Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, but that doesn't mean... But why can he wear glasses and not take Paul? Just because... No, it's just what I'm saying is that there's certain things that other... There's a certain privilege that certain athletes will, will have in this. When I say athletes, I mean, I don't regard Drake Paul as an athlete. Sorry, I just don't. I don't regard Drake Paul as an athlete. I don't regard Logan Paul as an athlete, you know, because... They've not done enough to prove themselves as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry if you're sick and tired of hearing that, but they haven't done enough to prove themselves as, as a known and established figure and quantity in this sport of combat sports, whether it's boxing, mixed martial arts, um, judo, wrestling, grappling, call it what you want. They haven't done enough to, you know, at, at the moment now, many people, many, many people still regard them, especially Jake Paul, they regard them as attention seekers because really they're still known as YouTubers. I mean, Candace Owens, I don't mean, I don't mean to rant on, I, I don't. Even some time ago, Candace Owens was talking about a remark that Logan Paul had made back in 2019. And I think she was talking about it sometime this year, earlier this year. And she, first of all, she um, 
she said that Logan Paul, she called him this um, YouTuber. And I have to say that when I was walking down the street, I, I, I laughed. I thought, hold on. Haven't you seen all the boxing that he's been doing to um, at least, you know, to, he he regards himself, himself as a professional boxer. So, I mean, didn't you see that? Don't, don't you, um, or don't you agree with it? Don't you also regard him as, as a professional boxer, not not just a YouTuber. Yeah, but he was a YouTuber for a longer time than he has been a professional boxer. I don't think he's taken it as seriously as Jake. I think Jake is taking it more seriously. But that's like saying Michael Jordan went into baseball after. Why would you call him a baseball player or a basketball player? You make a good point there. You make a good point. Um, I I just I I say that because many, like many other people, I go back to the points again. They still have so much to do to prove themselves. They might be professional boxers on paper, but in the ring, in reality, in real life, I think they're yet to convince many many people. They're yet to convince many many fight fans, whether it's boxing or mixed martial arts. So that's the the stance that I take on the whole matter. No, and that's fair enough. I I don't dislike him as much as everyone else. I think he's doing what he's doing. He's making money. He seems to be taking it serious. He's actually taking on challenges with boxing now. His his fight with Tyrone Woodley would be more competitive than a lot of professionals boxers first five fight fighters. Mm. Most of them fight people with losing records, 0-14, fights like that. I've looked at Canelo's record. He, like the first five fighters, he fought barely at any wins. So he's had the same level of competition in my eyes than boxers do starting out. But it's going to catch up. Uh, it's going to catch up on him because he is going to, he's going to get dragged into deep waters. Like he went the whole, went to the decision with Tyrone, which is the first time he's ever gone. Um, but it was like Tyrone held back. Um, but He's it's going to catch up on him anyways, and he's going to eat. Ugh. I just don't know who's going to win. I think he could he could be Tommy. I hope like maybe he won't, but I think he could just. Well, anyone can beat anyone. Anyone has a bunch of chance, but I think Tommy might be the stopping of him. And I think, like you said before, if he gets knocked out and embarrassed, I think he might just go away quietly then. Let's see what happens. I'm seriously. I mean, the way that the Fury family have put have put this whole thing. I mean, thing. I mean, more or less, the whole family came out to support Tommy Fury at that press conference. His brother and his father were there. Um, so I think for them, maybe they they all came out because they just they 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 dislike Jake Paul, or because they really think that their son, their brother, is does have stand a chance of winning this fight, and it's going to be a big money fight because the lovers and the haters for Jake Paul are going to tune in. Likewise, the haters for um, uh, Tommy Fury can tune in also. Um, and, you know, I think they said that if he um, uh, doesn't win, he's going to have to change his surname to Tommy Bambles or something. Yeah. I yeah. think they only went... I only think they only went because Tommy wouldn't get the views by himself and Tyson Fury would. His father's more famous than Tommy. Their father's. Really? No, that, yeah. no, that, no he's, a, he's, yeah, he's a, a former boxer himself. Yeah. 
But look, no. um, for this fight, I think if it does happen, I think yet yeah, um, Jake Paul's gonna be in for a rude fight. This is the fight that I can honestly say that Jake Paul's gonna be in for a massive awakening, and um, yeah, Tommy Fury does stand a really good chance of, in winning because this is gonna be a very different boxing match to, compared to all the other fights that um, Jake Paul has had. So fingers crossed that no, 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 I'm not crossing your fingers. If the fight's gonna happen, Tommy's gonna have an easy win. I think it'll be a knockout in the first round. I think it'll go longer in the first round, but we'll see. <laughs> no, putting a good show for the for the fans to to watch make yeah. it worth their money. Yeah. So so what else is there? Um what do you make of Ben Askren? Do you think do you think he'd come back he'd actually come back to fight? Nate is. He says he will. Um, and is there something that would interest you? Well, excuse me, how did that fight go? Because I think it was only the Jake Paul fight between that Jake Paul had with and Ben Askren that kind of triggered my attention into Ben Askren as a fighter himself and also just coming to terms with and just discovering that his striking capability was really, really not good. Um, on the ground, he's, he's a really good wrestler. There's no question. I've been told if Ben Askren gets his hands on you while you're on the ground, then you're in trouble. But on his feet, his stand-up is absolutely awful. Um, I, and I watched how he throws punches, how he throws um, strikes. His striking capability, really, it's uh, not sound really because I like the guy. He's not um, the sort of person that um, likes to start fights or to trash talk on other people unless if they ask for it. But uh, no, his stand-up is not great. And the thing he's admitted himself, his striking capability is not great. But then Nate Diaz, on the other hand, um, mm, I'm not... How do I say? I think it would be it would be close, but I think Nate Diaz probably is the much more well-rounded fighter, slightly better. Um, only thing is that he gets injured really easily. But I was told it's because he has like a he has like a skin condition or so that if he takes not not even that much damage to the face or so, he starts bleeding almost immediately. It's all, it's from the years of fighting and fighting, all the cuts he would have sustained that he's just got scar tissue. So whenever someone hits him, especially above the eyebrows, because he would have gotten loads of cuts, it just opens up so easy because it's taken so much punishment over the years. And that's what happened with the the Jorge Masvidal fight. I see. I see. Okay. Well, no, um, back to the main question, Nate Diaz versus um, Ben Askren. I would say it would be close, but if I had to, if I had to put my money on it, if my hand was forced, I would place my money on Nate Diaz when taking the win away from the fight, either by decision or by a knockout. If he's yeah, or by a knockout. What about you? Um, yeah, like you said, he's more well-rounded. I think he could take decision, knockout, submission. I think he could. He's got more options than Ben because even though Ben is a very good wrestler but I think he came to the UFC after his prime because he was actually he was semi-retired really and won he wasn't fighting until he got traded then he took a chance to come to UFC he had a bad first fight even though he won it he had a bad call 
then there was obviously the Masvidal and then the Maya one and then he left um he said he'd come back is he going to come back for a payday is that what he's looking for but I think like even if he got Nate to the ground like Nate so good with jiu-jitsu like could he sober him off his back like Ben Askren made one mistake with Maya and then that was it it was over you know with jiu-jitsu you make one one move and you're caught yeah, in an arm triangle so I'd go with Nate all day long I think Ben Askren especially now he's after having hip replacements as well I think so he had that just before the the Jay Paul fight. So, um, mm. well, so I don't also, know. Is that a fight that fight fans want to see? Not me. Not it. Not for Nate's last fight. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, it depends on the UFC. It depends on Dana White what they want. Um. So yeah, just wait and see. But I mean. If again, they're just in the conclusion to what you said, yeah, uh, Nate Diaz will take the win. Now, I said that you'd be steering this conversation this episode, so whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Okay, did you see what Connor said, which was quite interesting? Obviously, he's having a back and forth with Nate. He's Nate said something, uh, you declared war, but you're already dead. And Connor said, You should have killed me when you have a chance. So that's obviously (laughs) open up. Um, so but. See, I think the two of them know, even though they go, they, they talk to each other, I think they both know what they're doing. They both know they're selling a, a massive fight. You know, yeah. so they, I think that would be the fight to make. That would be the best, best fight to make for his last fight because just think of the money. Yeah, think yeah, of, of course, money. yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. But Connor says something interesting or tweeted something interesting. As you know, if you go on every day or every second day, so I go to check to see what he says because he tweets and deletes so often. We talked about this. Uh, um, he he tweeted something along the lines of, "You're just gonna have to get over it. Whoever's the lightweight champ when I come back, I'm fighting, and he's just gonna have to deal with it." So, what do you make of that? Do you think on his return that he'll go straight into a lightweight championship fight? Well, first of all, uh, many people, including myself, were still. I'm still quite intrigued about how his leg collapsed um, when he was fighting um, Dustin Poirier in the second um, in their rematch. No, in the what I call no the second rematch is at UFC um, to no the trilogy fight. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just. I'm just wondering how his overall health is because just how that he lost that fight was just um, just really incredible. I mean, what would happen in the next fight? Would he, um, I don't know, many people even consider that the guy is no longer what he used to be. Of course, he's a lot older now. Um, but even then... Mm, well, it depends who the lightweight champion is since at the time. I think he's banking on it being Dustin. Might not be Dustin. No, the sport's no, crazy. Th- the sport's crazy. Things change all the time. No, I don't think it, it might not be Dustin. It probably won't be. Like Charles Oliveira, like people underestimate him, and that's how he's after creeping up and becoming champion. No one really expected it. Like. And I, I heard someone talking about it the other day and it made sense. Um, how people look at Charles Oliveira, 
because he's like he's had 30 odd fights in the UFC. So he's really a lot of people who've watched it for a long time um have like kind of watched him grow. But he's taken a lot of setbacks, Joe, and a lot of people still look at his setbacks, Joe, when he's lost, when he's being KO'd. But like when you look at the people he lost to, Max Holloway, Cub Swanson, Donald Cerrone, and these were at the times when like Donald Cerrone was not the Donald we know now, but the killer Donald Cerrone. Um, but he's had quite a few fights. I think he's one of the top for fights. He's got the most submissions in UFC history. But, um, but he is he is very good. He is underestimated, I think. And but Dustin said he's not gonna underestimate him. Um so it could be anyone, but I think Connor's banking on it being Dustin. But like you were talking about his leg and can he come back? It's not just that, but knowing Conor McGregor, there's always something going on. You know, both inside the, the octagon and outside the octagon. There's always some sort of issue going on. He's saying when he comes back at this point, it's gonna fight whoever the lightweight is, and we'll have to deal with that. Well, when you do come back, will you even when it's time for you to come back, when you anticipate you're gonna come back to the sport, will you even be able to come back? Because there's always some sort of controversy controversy that he's always involved in. I mean, so uh, the, the point I'm making is that never say never, but you never know. Um because he knows tomorrow anything can happen, anything, anything can change, especially when you're someone like Conor McGregor, that there's always some sort of drama surrounding you. You know, um, even when there's no drama, you, he, you see what he does, he always makes the drama happen. Yeah, with all the controversies that though, like whenever he's scheduled to fight, he's never pulled out, ever. That's true. Ever. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So when he's scheduled to fight, like he claims he goes in with injuries, but I think every fighter goes in to fights with little injuries that they have and they just don't say it. Um, but like he's never pulled out. So I think if he comes back to fight, I just, I think if he goes back and he fights for a lightweight title, it kind of makes a mockery of the division that like when you've got a division that's like that, when you've got Gaethje, Islam, Chandler, well, Dan Hooker is now moving down to featherweight. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got people like that, Tony Ferguson. I know he's lost two. You've got Benil Darus, who no one actually talks about, who's actually number three in the rankings. Um, like, and you've just got absolute killers for him to come back after the loss and then the, the freak loss, the doctor stoppage, which he made Herb Dean call as the doctor stoppage. Um, I just don't think it, it would look good. But then again, we was what. Cash is king, and he's going to make cash. So if he's going to make money, Dane is going to put him in with Dustin. He's going to put him in with Charles if it makes make the not the most sense, but the most money for the company. But then I think you're going to have a lot of fighters very unhappy if that does happen. Well, we know what they say: what what the prince wants, the prince gets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you have to be careful because. Um... <laughs> What you told yeah, me no, from the past, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like at the end of the day, if he if he wants to fight, he's gonna fight. Like saying like I disagree with a lot of stuff he does, and it's mainly outside. And I think sometimes the trash talk goes a little bit too dark. Um, but there's nothing, especially here in Ireland, there's nothing yeah. like a Conor McGregor fight week. Do not I don't know if you feel it, but if over here it feels different. The electricity, the rush, mm. 
when when the, the main event is coming up, it's like Irish people like Irish people get the goosebumps. You're like, then he walks out to an Irish song sometimes. Like uh so like there's nothing like and if you look at anything that the UFC does on social media for coming up to a Conor McGregor fight week, it probably it usually blows every other show of the year out of the water in terms of views and to actually uh, and pay-per-views. Obviously, in the top 10, he's got about six of the top pay-per-views. Yeah, I think someone, I think recently someone actually uh, was on, on MMA News, they kind of hinted or released some content that the true pay-per-view numbers for a past uh, UFC event, they revealed or something. I can't remember who it was. There was a video on, is it MMA Focus or MMA World? Something about the true and pay-per-view numbers for a particular UFC event not too long ago, probably about last week or the week before or the month before, was revealed. But yeah, McGregor does talk about the how much money he brings to a particular event, wherever it may be, whether it's an island or wherever that UFC event will be. But as long as he's fighting on that card, it's one of the things that he will like to talk about. What's it like there in Ireland when he when he's fighting? Is it like everything just stops? You see his name on every single billboard, on the adverts and the newspapers? No, it's just more of a buzz between people. Um, like the likes of people... They don't really advertise McGregor that much. The likes of the government. There was actually a parade in Boston years ago, and the Irish uh, Taoiseach, which would be your prime minister, was mm-hmm. in Boston, and he was actually walking alongside Conor McGregor, and he kind of like he was he kind of said like, "No, I didn't want to be involved." Like he's not looking on too fondly by like the likes of the politicians and stuff like that. Um, the buzz has actually gone down because for his last fight, I asked one or two people who wouldn't be big MMA fans, but they'd watch big fights when it comes up. And I was like, oh, Conor McGregor, and they're like, when he's fighting? I was like, he's fighting Saturday. So, so it's, it's not like it used to be. I remember I would be in my house here and you would hear everybody on my road would be up and awake. There'd be people drinking. You just hear the cheering. <laughs> then after he wins the fight, they're out on the street singing Ole. Ole, ole. That's the way. That's the way it was. It, it's not like that anymore. But it's just something different. But even like now that it's quieter, me myself, when I go to watch a fight week with Connor, it it just does feel different because he does bring that different atmosphere, and he is one of the reasons why the UFC is where it is, whether people like him or not, or agree or disagree with him. There was a huge rise in the popularity of the UFC when he came about. There's no one that there's like him and John Jones and some other few people in the organization. That's the reason why they can get away with so much murder. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, oh, uh, uh, I shouldn't have said that, should I? I have said no. That. Um, but yeah, they, they, they can kind of get away with what they do. Like, but even if you look at John Jones, like because he's considered a pound for pound great goal. By a lot of people, and especially Dana, that's why he gets away with. It. But his drawing power isn't actually as big as like he's in none of the top ten pay per views. I believe I'll have to check it out, but I believe he's not up there. He doesn't draw a million. John Jones, he draws draws seven fifty or something like that. He doesn't draw a huge amount either, but it's just because he's so good. 
And I think it's because of, I think it is it is a factor of what you said. He was coming up when the pay per views weren't that big, but now that he's in now with trouble all the time. And then when he wins the title, he gets suspended and stripped. So I wonder if people are thinking, I don't want to pay for it because chances are he's going to pop tomorrow. And then the whole thing is discredited like he did at 2.14 with, was it 2.14 with Cormier? And he popped then for, and then he got stripped again. So, but they do get away with more, like you said, they get away with more because of who they are. They bring in the... the Cassius King, basically. I don't have to say too much there. Cassius King's all about the money. Uh, I was going to talk about the fights for the next event, but uh, UFC uh, 44, that's actually the 4th of December, which is next weekend, because my attention was focused up when I saw that. I thought, okay, maybe this summer I could talk about something else. (sighs) Excuse me. Uh, we can talk about the fights. The problem is I haven't actually looked at any of them. All right, fair enough. We can edit that part out. Um, yeah, no. Um, I can talk about there was. Did I send you? Did you watch the the fight I sent you? Actually, the, the cage the, legacy. No, the IUR one. It's is it's an Irish promotion with the two the two guys with the submissions. Did no, you watch I, it? I, I think I watched some of those well, on my way to work. I just going underground and uh, I couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi in time for my train came. I think I saw parts where it was really, um, as in the two guys going head to head, it's a really fiery match. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. to remind, remind me of their names. Uh, Taylor Quinn and Oshin Fox. Um, I was live at the event and I actually have my own footage show from where I was recording from Cage. Mm-hmm. And uh during the nine minutes, because obviously they're amateur, so the nine minutes, all you hear me say every like minute or two is, oh my fucking God. Because you, if you've seen any of it, like yeah. I had, we had people there that have covered pro events and everything, and they said that's what probably the best amateur fight they've seen. Because if you've seen, like one was in an air bar, it was tight. And then all of a sudden he's on top punching. And then all of a sudden he gets put in a triangle. Then he rolls over, puts the other guy in a triangle. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? And it was just, if anybody's watching this that's not familiar with Irish MMA, just put in IUR Fighting Championship, I believe it is. IUR Fighting Championship. I'm not sure of the end. But Oshin Fox versus Taylor Quinn. Like the fight for an amateur fight is unbelievable. Um, what did you like say? Was that, through, was that through your private Instagram? Was it through your MMA page, Fans View? Yeah, I can't remember. Did you upload it to your account? No, I didn't. If you just go onto YouTube and put in Oshin Fox free Taylor Quinn, it should be the first thing that comes up. Um, but it's a fight to tur- like even the third round. The second round, the first round, it was just, I've never seen a fight. Do you know the way most people, everyone kind of likes to stand and, and but like we all do, we appreciate the groundwork. This was a fight where I was like, get off your feet and go to the ground. No, I just want to see more of ye on the ground with your arm bars, your transitions, because Taylor, Taylor's quite slick at his transitions. And coming into this fight, people were like, 
I had yeah. seen clips of Oshin and I thought he was just mainly a striker, but everyone was like, no, good ground game, good game, down ground game. And then when I actually watched the fight, I was like, I thought on the ground, Taylor would have the advantage, even though Oshin is quite strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so, um, I thought, and then I thought, but it was on the ground the whole time. And then Oshin won by split decision. And actually, it was Emmanuel who said to me, because I walked around to him and I just went, wow, like what a fight. And he goes, I guarantee you that's going to be split decision because I can't pick who would win that. And it was a split decision. Well, looking at the fight now. It's more into the second round and the third round where it gets really, really like I think at the end of or in the middle of the first round, I think Taylor is caught in an armbar and then he mm-hmm. you know, he keeps grabbing onto his leg and he gets him in like a leg. I don't know what it's called. He's kind of gets his leg going back this way. Mm-hmm. And then like someone gets in a triangle and there's like 10 seconds left and the triangle looks deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, I rec- I recognize the uh the logo and everything. It's just um I didn't get out of watching it completely. Um, uh, but uh, no, it was a good match. It was a good fight though. And though it may not be so relevant to what you just said, but this is also one of the other reasons as to why the big names can host a show that may not be that great because they've got that big massive following and a big audience they can get away with just taking your money just giving you something that wasn't worth your money but the smaller the smaller the smaller names they um uh, can't really get away with that. that that was a good fight and um yeah they don't get the recognition for it you know where a fighter has an injury where they where they yeah. ch- where the opponent checks their leg kick and they don't realize that actually their legs have been broken, so they step back and they cut fall over. That was actually in Cage Warriors. I first saw that sort of injury, and I was so shocked. I went back and I watched that clip about twelve to twenty times. And the leg, the broken bit of the leg, looks like a floppy piece of whatever. God, like spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> God, it looks um, God, just so awkward. I was like, Jesus Christ, are injuries like that actually possible? And you're seeing it there. N- nothing is um, censored from you at all. It's mad. Yeah. It's not a nice injury to see, though, is it? I don't know how you watch no. it 12, 20 times. It gives me shivers, man, watching something like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, I just, I just wanted to see over and over again to make sure that what I saw is what I saw. So, no, it's uh, it's mad. What else I want to cover? Do, 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 do. What else was it? I was just, it's left, it's left my mind now. Um, I think we covered Kobe, Kobe Covington, haven't we? Oh, no, not really. No, we haven't. What he said in Submission Radio. I was just watching, I think, about half of it. So now I think mm, a good chunk of, chunk of, I think, about a third of the interview. And well, I think he slagged off. Um, uh, Kamara Usman for using steroids, a fake, what's he calling fake Marty Newsman or something? Uh, Marty fake Newsman. What does that <laughs> even mean? Because um, 
he's called Kamara Usman, right? But it was actually Ben Askren who started this because Ben Askren knew him years ago. And he goes, he's not Kamara Usman. He's Marty Usman from Nebraska. And if you go back, there's an old video. He used to call himself Marty Us- Usman. That's really? his name. Yeah. So there's a video for it somewhere. That's why he calls him. And then, obviously, there was a little, lot of stuff pulled out. So uh, Kobe calls him fake news. I think he calls him fake newsman because he, he doesn't use the Marty in his name. He uses his, uh, his like, uh, Nigerian heritage. I don't, because I'm not sure he, uh, if that is his, like, name. And maybe, do you know the way when some people come to other countries, they adapt to names? Yeah, they use a much more Western name or so, yeah. Yeah, so we've got a lot of Polish paddies here and marks and that. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, uh, no, but it's do you know when when people go to different countries they'll adopt a name. No, that yeah, of course, is no, easier no, yeah. easier. So maybe obviously he used that. I don't know why you pick Marty. I don't think Marty is that great of good of a name. Because you know? I noticed Kobe caught this one particular phrase that that I associate with just this particular mixed martial arts athlete, Kobe Covington. And every time we talk about <laughs> Usman, that name just keeps keeps masquerading and we just recircling in his mouth all the time. All the time. I just used to think, well, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, I'm not sure what it means, but it sounds ridiculous. So whenever I hear it, I, I crack up and start laughing. So, and yeah, I mean... The, one? the EPO, the CEO of EPO. Yeah, I've um, heard that one as well. Rings uh, oh, he's uh, Street Judas. Um, oh, he's got so many. He's got so like, I actually think he's so funny. But he kind of let the veil drop of on his character for the last fight. Did you see when he went up to Camargo's show? I didn't mean that. That was to sell this fight. This is the money for you as well. Did you see? Hold that? on, I, I I did see where they stood up right up. I mean, think the ref had to just stay the make sure nothing else happened, but. I did see that, but is that really what um, Covington said to Kamara Usman? Well, they, they shook after, so that's what people are saying. I don't know, but Kobe's never going to say that. What did, what did he say? He said, I told him, Marty, come here. Marty, yeah, come yeah. here. Marty, come here. See, Kobe Covington is good. Like, I'd say after that, they went through, they'd done their five rounds, and Kobe was like, like Dana said, if Kamara Usman wasn't there, Kobe would be champ. It, uh, he's just unfortunate he is around the same time as Kamara Usman, which is not unfortunate for us because we got to see two amazing fights. Yes, um, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think he let the fair job because it did look respectful, to be fair, because they were both going, yeah, yeah. It didn't look angry. It didn't look yeah, yeah, aggressive. Yeah. So I think he let the veil drop and then he had to double down when he went on submission radio and he had to say, say all this crazy shit as he does. But he knows what he's doing. Like we've said before, we've said on, on one or two podcasts before that he was going to get dropped unless he excited people. So he goes out to Brazil, he calls them all a bunch of filthy animals and they're disgusting in the middle of the, in the octagon. And then that goes viral. Then they have to keep him. And then he just creates this character and he's got his MAGA hat on. He's going to the prep to meet Donald Trump. Um, but you can kind of see, I thought, at the, for the last press conference, the banter between him and Camaro. You could see it was more lighthearted than aggressive. I don't want to say it was lighthearted, but it wasn't as aggressive. Yeah. yeah. As, and hey, I know he said one or two things that weren't, 
but he wasn't saying it with much aggression. They were laughing back and forth. I think I think the two of them knew, knew they were selling the fight. Yeah, um, no, of course, yeah. I mean, if they, if I they, think... if Covington really meant what he said, well, I don't think Usman would have been laughing at all in the first place. Yeah, because Colby said some some very bad stuff. Um, but I don't know. It, it is good. It is good banter. But what he what we actually wanted to talk about was him a potential match with him and Masvidal. Yeah, and that would sell. That would sell because of the backstory, because they were roommates, they trained together for years, and then they split. But like there was, I I seen conspiracy theories. People with the tin white hats, I don't know. But they reckon that this has all all been set up over time by Jorge and Covington that they they did split. But people reckon that they've they've uh, let's say reconnected and that, but they've they've kept that private, if you get me, to yeah. build a feud to build this this potential money fight. But I would love to. I think Kobe runs through him, though. You think so? I mean, I think back to when Marvadov um, fought Askren just within, what, 10 to 15 seconds, the whole match was over. Now, was that just luck? Or was that just, you know, uh, Marvadov was just that good that he knows how to pinpoint, just how to deliver that knockout so well with so much precision that his opponent goes down? I think it was, he had trained it and he was going for it, but it was luck as well, the fact that Ben went to go that way and he went to go down straight away because that's obviously what he banked on was Ben going. It could have been completely different. He could have ran and done that. Ben could have been standing. He could have just kneed him in the chest or Ben could have just stood out of the way. And actually, if you've seen what Ben Askren put on his Instagram, he put a picture of Nate Diaz running away from Masvidal, because Masvidal went to start that at the start of the Nate Diaz fight, joking. You know, he ran up, and then he stopped, and Nate Diaz was running away, and Ben Askren put up real men run towards danger. Obviously, taking taking a shot himself. Um, I'm not seeing the video, but I think what you said, um, uh, we said that what he said, Ben Askren, that um, real men run towards the danger, cowards yeah. run away. I yeah. remember seeing something like that, or something like that being said verbally but the video no I'm, I'm yet to see that it was yeah I think he said it on Twitter but I think he put on his Instagram a picture of Nate like running away when Masvidal went to do it but that's just Ben Aspen um, but I'd like to see Kobe and Masvidal he Masvidal is good his striking's better He's, he, he gets to finish his more but I think Kobe is just relentless his cardio I'm not saying Masvidal has good cardio as well but I think if it goes to wrestling, I don't think Masvidal will be able to, to handle him. Like Kobe's pace, he puts the pace on you. He hasn't got the knockout punch, but he has volume. You know, he peppers you and peppers you and peppers you. Whereas Masvidal can find that shot. And that's where it could be exciting because Kobe could pepper him and then all of a sudden Masvidal just hits him and he's gone. But I would like to, would you like to see that fight? Be an interesting fight. An interesting fight, yeah. I mean, there's certain fights I'd like to see, but I know they'll never, it's never going to happen. It won't happen so quickly, not just yet. Uh, but this fight, mm, I'd say I'd like to see that, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's a fight that would, if the, put it this way, if because the UFC knows it's going to be a massive fight, they'll sell so much and so well, if they were to give a ridiculous price for the pay-per-views, 
I probably wouldn't see. I'd rather watch the highlights later on the following morning or the following afternoon. That's how that's how strongly I feel about the fight happening. But so I mean, compared to some other names going head to head, I mean, seeing one of the Dagestan boys um, fight, find those fights. Yeah, I definitely see one of their fights. But this one, yeah, I mean, yes, but uh, I wouldn't like say the fights. Just it has to happen. That, but you, you get what I mean. Yeah, no, for me, I think it has to happen. For me, that's me personally. I would pay for it. Usually the UFC don't change their price point. Not in America anyways. It's usually just like $80 or something like that and it, to, to buy it. It's probably only about 10 English pounds or something though. Um, but they usually don't change their price point, but I would see that. I would prefer to watch that than Islam. Because... For me, I like the entertainment aspect of it as well. Okay. So, you know, I just can imagine the build-up to that fight. Whereas Islam is just like, I smash you. It's going to be that for It's going to be that for sure. And I'm not taking anything away from him. This, like he does his talking in the cage and he, he beats people and he beats them very well. But I just like, as Kazmat said to Conor McGregor, let's make some big drama. I like the big drama. I want to see the big drama. I want to see Kobe and I want to see how this plays out. So, and I would buy it. I wouldn't say I'd stream it because Dana White come looking for me. Oh God. You see, they say that all the time, but people always find a way. People always find a way. I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone from the inside of the UFC that's, that, that's letting people stream or to just watch without paying the full price. Uh, yeah, the, the quality is quite good. The quality is quite good on the illegal stream, so I've heard, so my friend said. But the see Data White, he was watching the Canelo fight when Rose was fighting uh, Wei Lee at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. And then did you see when they asked him, did you pay for it? And he went, uh, yeah. So he yeah. obviously... Yeah, <laughs> he, of course, of course. <laughs> This whole thing is childish because it's childish. I mean, because I'm sure the promoters for that that boxing the, for the Canelo fight with it will be saying that you know you've got to pay. They'll be, they'll be taking the same attitude he takes with his own organization, the UFC, that every, all the viewers and fight fans have to pay to watch his events. But he himself, as a fight fan for another organization or another athlete that he supports or finds entertaining, he won't pay himself. So you know the hypocrisy is rife. It's just ridiculous. I know it's 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 crazy, but like uh, Dana White doesn't have sixty bucks. He's worth millions and tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions. He he owned part of the UFC, so he got a big payout when it got sold, and he still owns some of it. So no, of course he he's not. He go made on, a bet go of on. one million on uh, one million on Kaleno. Did he not? He made a bet of one million, but he couldn't pay sixty bucks to watch the fight. That guy, I don't know what that guy has a, a weird behavior. I mean, in this sport, people are strange, but he himself is notorious for his erratic, hypocritical sorts of behavior, behaviors and attitude. It's, it's ridiculous sometimes. And yeah, and even we can talk about him not paying to watch a fight for another organization. He wouldn't pay his prices properly, will he? No, um, no, but we've talked to fighters as well. Like we've talked to Jensen. Like, look how much he got. What was it, two thousand to fight in like the biggest promotion in China? Yeah, 
I was shocked at that. Yeah, yeah. three thousand. He said three thousand. So, and I know they're not making much, but Sean Brady, who fought at the weekend, they put up you know his personal, and he actually wrote underneath it, "This is completely false." Mm. So, are people? Because one or two people have actually claimed. Some people will come out and say they don't get paid enough. But one people, one or two people have come out and said as well. And I'm not defending Dana White because I think they should get paid more. Um, have come out and said we don't want people to know how much we get paid because we don't want our, our cousins to come out that we haven't seen in 20 years. We don't want our family members to start asking for handouts. Basically, if they know they're earning hundreds of thousands, they said they don't want people. They don't want people to know what they are. It's absolutely rubbish. Of course you, I mean, unless if maybe you're not earning enough, then you may, and you try to reason with your employer as much as you can to pay you what you're worth. Then of course you might want people to know because, you know, it could kind of not coast, but it would compel your employer to pay you properly. You want to make as much noise as possible to hopefully garner as much support as possible for your cause and to be paid and compensated properly. Right. Yeah, but if if they don't want people to know, if they don't, why would they? What some people might not want the public to know. They no, might no, not I want their family to. Know. Well, when you say that, wouldn't that be reliant on your circumstances? First of all, how well are you being paid? Are you being paid well, as far as you're concerned? If you're not being paid well, then you're not going to be very happy about it. So naturally, you might want to make some noise about it. Noise in the right way, probably be protesting or maybe taking your employer to court to be paid properly. I mean, there's been all this talk about having a fighters union, but it's never really happened. So, uh, um, no. Well, I don't think it will happen either. Hold on, hold on. But finishing on this point, it, 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 the fighters that come out and say that they say they don't want people to know how much they get paid, well, that would be reliant on what the circumstances, the point I made earlier. If you're being paid well, then usually you might want to keep that to yourself. If you're not being paid well, you're not going to feel happy and you might want to make some noise about it to compel your employer to pay you adequately. But the point you just made about, what did you say again? I can't remember. What exactly was it? <laughs> uh, so, so what, what did you say? What did you say? You said something about... Um, even I can't remember what we said. It's something to do with uh, related to being paid, but I think it's kind of branches off the topic we're discussing. About what Brady said when someone said to Brady got paid X amount and he said, no, this is completely false. No, no, that, no that's what we were talking about. You said something else, but I said, hold on a second, let me finish this point. Oh, that a lot. some people have said they don't want, like, because they get extra bonuses and stuff. They don't want their family. They don't want people around them to know exactly how much they're making. No, that wasn't that. No, no. I think I would clarify that. Yeah, that, but that would depend if you're making yeah. a lot of money, yeah. a lot of tons, and then not just what the employer is going to pay, but think about what the sponsors are going to pay because a lot of more sponsors are going to yeah. approach you if you're winning and doing well because they want you attached to their brand. Their revenue is going to go up. They pay for every time you wear their brand, whatever. There's something else you said. I just can't remember it now. And you said you can't remember either. Oh, I said a lot of things that I forget about a lot. <laughs> All right. Within okay. Three minutes. We'll, we'll watch this back and we'll yeah. answer it in the next one. To be yeah. continued. We could do that. Yeah. No, we will do that. Or not. Um, 
What else do you want to talk about? I mean, I I would have covered the the upcoming fights, but I mean, I want to watch them before I make my prediction. My, then, uh, they're not for next weekend as well. So, um, I don't think there's anything else really in news wise. There isn't really anything else news wise at the moment. We'll we'll probably come off and Conor McGregor's gone off on one. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, there's well, Michael Chandler that's recently did an interview with the um, uh, particular um, YouTube channel with uh, an athlete. He has a podcast, but um, I think it's talking about his loss to UFC 268. Um, there's some other stuff as well. Yeah, Kobe Covington covered that one. I can't think of anything else. Oh, UFC 268. I think we could do a. I'd rather do a big one for 268 and have everything that I know, like I have all my I's dotted and T's crossed and done all pro- like so a proper, proper research on that and look before we go into doing because that's a big one. Mm. So, right. Like we could do it, but I don't I don't really want to wing it if you get like you no, can talk cause... about the Michael Michael Chandler if you like. No, um, I saw the um uh, there was just a small clip on Instagram. Um, but I don't. I don't think I could get much from that. So, but look, judging by the hashtags, it was about the UFC two sixty eight. So I thought I might go to YouTube and watch that properly, thoroughly, and detail, so I can I really understand what he was talking about in that podcast. But uh, I think all right, we've covered everything. Then um, what else could, could what was I going to say? So our guest on Friday. Yes. Our guest in our in the next episode. Um you're still happy to go along? Yeah, hundred percent. Good. So um yeah, and I wanted to bring um Misha Tate's opponent from the past weekend onto the show if she gets back to me gets back to me. I mean she we posted the story that I put on my um my story over the weekend and she also likes the post not that it means anything but if i'd like to reach out to her and ask her to come into the show yeah because i actually reposted your one and tagged her and she reposted that one again (laughs) wow i I didn't think she'd actually look at that i didn't think she'd look at the story or the post okay okay yeah it actually happens um bobby green do you know bobby green that was fighting recently Mm -hmm. i've had conversations with bobby green I can show you. Uh, okay, not yeah, not yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't go into it, but yeah, like I've had like texts back and forth mm. with Bobby Green, uh, Terence T Rex, uh, a couple of other fighters as well. Because I don't know, it's weird. Some of them like to interact with their fans, like uh, Yanez and T Rex, Bobby Green, um, the the Docs brothers. Um, Randy Costa, and especially on Twitter, very active with their fans. Like a lot of them are very active with their fans. And especially when you're sharing something about them, they'll share it, they'll like it. But reach out to her. Like just like I said, the worst you can do, someone can do is say no. And it's not a personal thing either. So do it. Oh. Ask whoever you want. Also, that guy, do you remember with the the whim to warrior? Yes, yes. With the process. Yeah, can we try fit him in over the weekend? 
if, of course. if possible. Well, of course, I mean, I'll, I'll send him a text or you can send him a text on Instagram. Yeah. And you say, we say fit him on the weekend. That's fine. But it depends if he can fit us in on the weekend. Yeah. I'll, I'll text him. He said just to give him a one or two days notice. I'm trying to think. I have a staff party on Saturday, which is still going ahead, which I just think is strange because Ireland's starting to lock down again. So it has to be like Saturday before like five or something. Or Sunday late because I'll be hungover. Um, so okay. if if it just let me off that suits you because I'm pretty sure he'll be around either in the morning or or afternoon or and then before five. And but it has to suit yourself and myself as well. Or okay. Sunday evening mm-hmm. because because on Sunday we're actually going to have no UFC to catch up on. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, there's no fights. Well, no proper fights. The, no, no, I won't say proper fights. No, no, no fights. UFC fights. Yeah, so I should shouldn't use that term because you know it's uh, it's not fair. Yeah, I to be honest, last weekend I wasn't even interested in the UFC, but that's only because I I was going to the event live and stuff like that. But even the next one coming up, I'm interested in the Aldo fight, uh, the fight underneath it, which is uh, uh there. Riddell versus Fizev, I can't remember his name. They're two, 10 and one, the exact same records. Then your man Curtis Campbell is on it. He only fought. But like last week's one was pretty lack. And some of the results, I know uh, the main event and co-main were quite good. Uh, I heard Giannis's fight was good, but I like, it didn't really intrigue me that much. Mm, mm. It's like, like we said, they're, they're really going top heavy on the pay-per-views because that's what they're making morning but yeah we could do something because like we all have weekends off because i now have weekends off so yeah Mm. well the internet connection just went really uh really bad there your screen did it freeze no mine froze you you froze for about 10 seconds or so but you could still hear me could you I could still no. Your voice came out quite digitized or something. Could I call it? Oh, so it was like it was like it's happening right now. They fast forward to catch up. <clears throat> that's what yeah, that's what it does. Yeah, right now to me. Ah, so it's the connection. Yeah, it that just happened to me right now. Okay, this is why I need to find a proper podcasting or web based podcasting software, and I just need to find the right one for the right price. All right, guys, if you listened this far, if you've watched this far, thank you very much. And if you enjoy, enjoyed our content, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to um, leave a like. And yes, you can follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. And also I've seen that the content has been shared on, on other platforms as well, so you can be sure to see us in other areas of the internet also. So, uh, anything else you want to add, David? No, thanks very much again. And we'll be doing some more soon. And we're going to have some more guests, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely, Super definitely. Super excited. Super excited. All right. All right, take care. All right, thank you for having me on, and I'll see you soon. I'll see you. Take care, see you.